And we want to welcome all of his glory nation from east to west to north to south to our latest edition of Lions and Generals. And once again with me is Pastor Todd. Pastor Todd, we have another Lion and General with us today. Oh, boy, do we ever. Dear friend, man of God, he's got multiple campuses at his church. His church is a senior pastor, and this is a man that has stood boldly, and we're going to talk about a lot of these things today. I want to welcome my friend, Pastor Brian Gibson. Welcome to the show, sir. Well, hey, it's an honor to be here with you, and I'll pay you for that introduction. I don't know what I owe you to talk that nice about me, but I'll borrow some money to do it. And thanks well, for having me, guys. Well, it is the truth. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's, it's the truth, man. You're the real deal. So, you know, you don't have to pay me anything, man. If anything, we want to honor you, brother. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's great to be with other lines. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, man, listen, uh, there's a lot going on in our nation, our world. Uh, you know, as you look at everything out there from Ukraine to what's happened in China recently with Nancy Pelosi going out there, what are you sensing? What's the Holy Spirit telling you, Pastor? Well, when, when you look at, I'll go with the last thing you mentioned there, when you go with China and uh, ob- their obvious flexing, and I think they've been prepping for 30 years for an invasion on Taiwan, right? Yep. I don't think this is something that they've just cooked up or thought about. This is long-term. This is strategic. A lot of people in the, uh, you know, war game type industry will say strategic, that, that we're in a bad position, obviously, if they invade there. But I think back to prophecies that were given back. Um, we're talking in 2020, right? Whenever we're in the height of the lockdowns. And I was hearing this as well. And I can't remember who prophesied it, but it, it, it really jumped up in my spirit. Uh, it was like, this is the rise of the beast system before your eyes, number one, right? Uh, It's an ushering in of a one-world government. Obviously, we know that New World Order, World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, uh, all of this kind of concept that's out there. And uh, they said they're pushing this, and there were dogs that were chained. Three dogs, dogs of war that were chained that were wanting to be released on the earth, and wickedness was wanting to release them. And those three dogs were China, Iran, and Russia. Okay, so the Russian dog was already released into into the Ukraine. And obviously, uh, you look at the the scams that come out of the Ukraine, who they are. uh, I I hate to see the people of Ukraine suffer. Right. right, The leadership, I wouldn't trust them further than I could throw them. So I think you're seeing all of these regimes make big moves. Uh, I think I think China's going to go. I think China's going to go. Uh, so, so I think China will go next. And I, I think Iran is obviously always wanting to push into Israel. So these three things I think we're going to deal with in the very dealing with one right now, you got the fountainhead of the second and, uh, the third's always at play, but I think at a larger level than, than we've realized. Yeah. Pastor Dave. Yeah. Well, we just experienced over the weekend, the ninth of Av, which is the, uh, the somberest of, of all dates on the Israeli calendar where, Two, they ransacked the temple twice. Both world wars were started on the 9th of Av. And then Israel was in a massive battle over the weekend. Uh, and our fake news is not picking it up at all, but it was intense from the generals that I talked to. Uh, they were hit, getting hit on all sides because they're preparing uh, to take that Iran facility out. Yeah, the, the, the bombs hit all over West Jerusalem, didn't they? I mean, at a, at a very high level. Yeah. And isn't it amazing that it just wasn't covered, right? You had to dig deep to find out that was happening because it fits no one's narrative in the, uh, in the mainstream media or, or the state-ran propaganda. We know what it is. Um, yeah, it's a time definitely to pray for Israel and pray for that nation. Uh, stand with them. God will stand with us. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, you know, there's there's uh, so many things, like you said, the fake news isn't covering. Could you imagine if we were in the second quarter of a loss in GDP uh, under Trump, what they would, I mean, it'd be nonstop. It'd be nonstop recession talk. They'd be talking about how he ruined the economy. You be, They're trying to spin this thing now. Say, well, this really isn't recession. Like they, they changed the definition of marriage. Now they're trying to change the definition of recession. Uh, what do you think about that, Pastor Brian? Well, I think it's the old school play out of the Democrat, uh, you know, playbook. Think about Bill Clinton with Monica Lewinsky back in the day. It was, uh, well, define sex, right? Define sex. I I remember when that happened, I actually was in college, all right? I was taking college classes, and I was sitting waiting between classes, and this, this news station rolls up and asked me what I thought about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. And I gave him an answer, and it was a good answer. I was, you know, I, I had something to say. And, I, you know, when you walk away from something like that, and you're like, I wish I would have said this. I wish I would have right, said right. that. Right. It's like when they said I should have said, 
So the next day I'm sitting in the same place. I'm like a 21, 22 year old kid. Another news truck rolls up from another, another outlet, jumps out and asks me the same question. And I let out, I've been preparing for this answer all night. <laughs> right. Just a random man on the street interview. The guy looked at me and he said, that's the craziest man on the street interview I've ever seen. He didn't know I've been prepping for it for 24 hours. <laughs> man, well, God had you prepared apparently, right? Um, God that, that's, that's what he's been doing with pastors like yourself, you know, I mean, because, you know, who we never we didn't want to talk about all this stuff. I mean, we want to talk about the Bible and getting people saved and set free and healed and delivered. But, you know, this is where the battle is. You know, this is this is the, the culture battle for this nation. We're at like a Mount Carmel moment, you know, and you got the prophets of God on one side and the prophets of Baal on another. And it's like we're kind of coming to a head, you know. I mean, how late in this thing are we right now, Pastor Brian? I mean, do you feel like we're on the cusp of, of the tribulation? I mean, where are we on the timeline? What's the Lord speaking to you? Well, I, I definitely think you're, you're looking at the rise of the beast system. I think the spirit of Antichrist is loose in the nation at a high level. Uh, there's something about whenever wickedness takes an office that it opens a door into the land, okay? Whenever, whenever the last election was happening, uh, people, and I appreciate people and I'm not I'm not throwing uh throwing rocks at anybody but we all wanted I mean I wanted President Trump to win and right. and we know the thing was stolen I'm not buying it for a second but let's say we know we got Biden in the office right now uh what God spoke to me at that time was that unless the people repent yes unless the people repent they will end up with the leader at this point that they they've allowed to come to them by, by a lack of repentance and a lack of rending of garments and what we've allowed, especially back then in the, uh, in, in when you talk about life and abortion, right? There's just so much blood on the ground, so much innocent blood that something had to happen. And uh, so now I think we're obviously, thank God for the last victory with Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> How many of y'all are with me? I want to rub uh -huh. that in the baby killers' faces, by the way. Yes. People say, be nice. Be. I mean, listen, they've been slaughtering the unborn and rubbing it in our face. We got a victory here. Let, let's, let's go with it and stand for it. But yeah, I believe, I believe the hour's late. I believe the, the return of Christ is imminent. I believe he's come once as a lamb and he will return as a lion and he's going to execute judgment upon the nations. And I say, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Right? I've seen this world. I know what's in it. This world has nothing for me. It's not my home my home's in heaven. So, yeah, you see uh, pieces of biblical prophecy. Uh, I would actually defer to Pastor Dave. I think he's a, a better, um, oh, he's a more studied student. I've studied, obviously, heavily uh, eschatology and end times. I think Pastor Dave's been doing it longer than I have. But, yeah, I think the hour's late, especially for our nation. Yeah. I think we have a chance as a nation to have one last big revival. Come on. Yep. Okay? Yep. <clears throat> But I think, I think we're coming in for us in our timeline of our life, our generation. This could be our finest hour, right? This could be our, our, uh, the largest outpouring of salvation and, and Holy Spirit power, signs, wonders. I think the people are going to be, see converted is going to be amazing. But then I don't have, I love America, right? But America in and of itself is not the kingdom of God. That's right. true. <clears throat> Israel is the nation that God chose. America is the nation that chose God. Because we chose God, we have been blessed. So what happens when we reject the ideologies God has given us, the commandments God's given us, the, the, the moral compass God has given us, right? We chose God. So now what happens if we reject God? Uh, the blessing can lift off of a nation. People act like it can't happen here. It can. People rail against me for saying this. It, it, it can happen and uh, I think we have to, we cannot continue to think we're bulletproof, right? There, you can always, there's always a bigger gun. There's always a tougher guy in the bar. And it can be used to teach you serious lessons by your own design. And so we need to repent. We need to wake up. And I do believe Jesus is coming. And, you know, when the end comes, uh, there are certain things that have to happen. But, but even though a nation may become cursed, we've been a blessed people living in a blessed nation. If the thing flips in our nation, we'll be a blessed people living in a cursed nation. There because if you're in Christ Jesus, you got the blessing of Abraham on your life, right? So I'm yes. blessed in all areas, regardless of what goes on around me. That's right. Pastor Dave? 
Yeah, it, you said it, 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 it has happened here in the United States of America. That's why God is waking us up. He's separating, especially in the church. I mean, we're just lions and generals. You two are lions of pastors. We don't have enough lions as pastors behind the pulpit. They, you know, you have the itchy ears telling people what they want to hear instead of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But this last two years, it's separating that. And he's hearing the cries of his saints. He's hearing the cries and the repentance. That's why he's going to open the door for this Eagle Nation for one more great revival. And you talk about eschatology, you know, last week, 10 days ago, it was fulfilled. We had Putin meeting with the Ayatollah and meeting with right. Aragon in Turkey. There's Ezekiel 38 and 39 right before your very eyes. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. It's, the fulfillment of that is amazing. And, and we're looking at it, seeing it in front of our eyes. It, it blew me away when we saw that fulfillment. And you know what happens with scoffers, right? I saw us kind of guys that have the perspective we have, eschatological perspective. We're screaming, look at this. It's fulfilled in front of us. And they're screaming it's not and scoffing at us. And it's amazing who you can show a sign and a wonder. Yeah. And a fulfillment of biblical prophecy right before their eyes, and still they won't believe. It's like Jesus said, we, we played a happy song for you, you wouldn't dance, right? We played a, we played a funeral song for you, you wouldn't cry. Right. And some of these people, no matter what God does, they just won't wake up and see the writing on the wall. But, but come on, the lines and the generals, the, the church that isn't woke but has awakened to the call of God, uh, they see. And um, they heard, they believe first, and now they're seeing. And it's... We're, we're living in amazing times of fulfillment. Oh, amazing times. You know, uh, one of the things that I was thinking about, the Bible says judgment comes first in the house of the Lord. You know, and you're talking about some of these pastors that have their heads buried and stuff. And, you know, again, we know being a pastor is not an easy thing. So we're not here to bash pastors, but, but we're just having a conversation because this has to be had. And there's a lot of people, you know, I, I know you know this too, Pastor Brian, because we've been in the green rooms with some of these people. And it's just, it's like, there'd be no difference if it was 1999 right now. You know what I'm saying? Like total complacency, apathy, business as usual. What is it, do you think that these people don't, I mean, do they lack discernment? Are they just comfortable? Is a little bit of both? What do you think it is? Well, I think a lot of it, uh, I'll go back to the lockdowns, right? And uh, the lockdowns were happening, and I was sitting around, just like you're saying, and, and I was looking for the big leader to step up, right? Right. The national platform, the guy with the big bat. You know, he's, he's already a made man on, on media and all that. And they didn't step up. That's now, I'm right. like, where, where are the tough guys that have been flexing for all these years, right? I mean, the guy that's been training for a, for a fight forever, when the opportunity right. presents itself, he ought to get in the, in the uh, ring and fight. And they didn't do it. And I think, I think here's a danger. When you have little, you can trust God and push for things and take risks. Yeah. But there is a risk associated. And I'm all for blessing. I'm a, I'm a God wants to bless you guy, right? I want you to do better. I hope we all rise higher. God wants to part his blessing in every area of our life. But there's a danger. It's whenever Israel got fat, yes. right? Yep. And things were going well, and they had something to lose. There's something there that... that you get messed up. Like the Bible says, whenever I bring you, God told Israel, whenever I bring you into a land that flows with milk and honey and you got houses you didn't build and vineyards you didn't, you didn't plant and wells you didn't dig, whenever you come into that goodness of the land, you better remember me because there's this temptation, right? Now I have something to lose. And I've seen that in my own life. I've seen uh, hungry 26-year-old Brian as a church planner preaching in a broke-down bar down by the river, right? Not in a van, but in an old bar down by the river. And uh, then you become a Brian after 20 years where you, you got multiple campuses. People know you. Things get cushier. And there's, there's, a, um, there's, a, there's almost like a numbing agent associated with that. And I think guys fall into it, and it makes them complacent, just like you're saying, Pastor Todd, that they, they don't step up now because they have stuff to lose. Uh, the stuff we have on this earth, come on, it's a vapor. Yep. Right? It's here and it's gone. It's not worth selling out for. I mean, there's such a better weight of glory that's coming. We just can't let this world have us like that. Yeah. That's good, Pastor David. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, when's this cushion that's going to come for me, Pastor Brian? <laughs> I haven't seen it, nor do I want it. Uh, God made me a Marine first for a reason. <laughs> I've had more death threats against me and attempts as a pastor than I did as a Marine. That's, a, that's the world we live in. 
No, you're right, Pastor Dave. And uh, I say it's all been cushy. You know, I had 1,400 death threats in one week. My house broken into, my family threatened. They were cutting out. Some of these threatening guys, they get creative, right? They're cutting out little pieces of magazines, like serial killers from the 1990s. Send them to your house. And, uh, uh, yeah, the threats are there. All of that is real. Um, You know, but but true men of God don't, don't back up from fights. I really believe there's three kind of men, three kind of people, right? There's, uh, there's, uh, uh, well, let's let's start with two. Really, it's it's mama's boys, right? And then there's men of God, and uh, I think when it when it shows up, we got this idea that we're always this quiet, sniveling, weak type male. That there's a bad persona of who Jesus is out there in the market. Listen, Jesus was a was a tough man. Jesus was a stonemason. You ever been around guys that work with, with brick for a living, right? Yeah. That's, what, that's what his dad did. It's building. Uh, Jesus could probably, I mean, in the natural, take away that he's God. Nobody wants to get in the ring with God. He could probably hand it to you. And uh, I think we got to be ready to protect the people of God, to protect our families, to protect our, our culture, right? I, I'm a pastor. I, I'm here to, to teach the precepts of God to young people. And uh, nothing's more important to me than legacy, and the mindset of the next generation. Right now, we're watching our kids being pushed into indoctrination camps that used to be our, our, our public school systems. They're no longer schools. No. Right? Where we got Drag Queen Hour out in the panhandle of Texas, where some of our campuses are. Right now, we have a transsexual as a first grade teacher. And children from our city have to walk in, and I forgot what it was. I call a Mr. or Mrs. or a Mrs. a Mr. Think, think of the, the, a boy's frontal lobe isn't developed till he's 25, right? A, a girl, a girl developed, some say even uh, as far as 30, completely developed. Uh, a girl's cognitive skills uh, come along faster than the boy. But in first grade, they should not just be insulated from this kind of behavior. They should be isolated, right? That sexuality should not be on the table. Yeah. So I'm telling you, we got some things we really got to address and we really got to stop being afraid of what they will say about us. Right. Pull whatever cards you want to pull. Racist, bigot, you know, uh, dinosaur, homophobe. I'm none of that. I love. Listen, I love people whose perspective don't line up with mine and they should have a voice. This is America. They have a freedom of speech, but we're not dealing with those people that think the same way anymore. They want to silence you for not bowing your knee to their state sponsored religion in the temples that are a public school with their high priests, which is our teachers unions. And if we let them continually set the pace, the biggest failure of the last generation, let's say the guys that are, oh, 60, 70 now, is they let that, and it started before that, but it was an apex. They let them take the education system. Yep. Now we're paying the price because somebody didn't fight. That's a great point. Uh, we, we've had Sam Sorbo on many times. She's a dear friend. She's a proponent for homeschooling. She keeps saying that, you know, we call it a broken system. She says, it's not broken. It was intentional. It's working exactly the way they wanted it planned. Wow, Sam is 100% right about that. Yeah, it's, it's a design, Pastor Dave. It's a strategy. You being a military man, you know what a battle plan looks like. Yep. And this is one of the wiles of the devil, right? Uh, and we didn't, we didn't get up the shield of faith which quenches all the fiery darts of the enemy, right? We, we fell asleep at the wheel on this one. But I do see, I have noticed, I have a friend that started a new Christian school out here. Um, he's running maybe the just K through eight right now. First year, right? This is an untested school, but enrollment filled all the way to the max as soon as he opened it, right? I watched, uh, I was on the new, watching the news and uh, I saw a Becca, which is a homeschool curriculum. You know, my kids have homeschooled a little bit, then went to Christian schools. I've never had them in a public school. So I didn't trust the public schools way back in the 90s, mm-hmm. right before I ever got saved. Just I understood the difference between communists and capitalists. And I saw professors and I knew it's like, wait a minute, this is like going to school with Stalin or something. And uh, so I've never trusted them, never given them my kids. But I'll tell you, a lot of people are scared to death. They've overplayed their hand with all of the uh, sexualization of minors. And, and so people are out there that are, that are toying with the idea of getting into Christian education. Maybe you feel called to be a principal or a Christian coach or a Christian teacher or start a school. I think God is with you in this hour 100%. Absolutely. Right? You ought to get out on the water in that because there, there's no greater 
D.L. Moody said, if I could go back and do life all again, I would simply minister to children. Mm. And that's what they're doing. They're going after the children. You know, I mean, if you think about it, like I have a couple of tattoos, you know, most people do, uh, you know, from our generation, you know, but I mean, you know, sometimes I regret, you know, one or two of them, you know, I don't mind them, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've made decisions as a kid, as a young person that as an adult, you know, I probably would think a little bit differently. Maturity comes on, you get, you know, deeper with the Lord. These kids, they're putting them on hormone blockers and all these things at such a young age and even worse you know, where they're getting rid of the reproductive organ altogether. I mean, this is the most wicked, demonic thing you could think about. And, and what happens when they're 25, 30? And, you know, they think, oh, what was I thinking when I was a kid? You know, and they're telling these parents, I mean, they could be arrested. I mean, Pastor Brian, this is so wicked. How? I mean, this should be like every pastor, everybody, we should be in the streets over this, honestly, right? I mean, am I wrong? This is child abuse and demonic activity at the highest level, right? In our, in our highest levels of our political system, people are smiling at this. And I saw even, even I won't mention the, the news agency, but a lot of people consider it a, a, a conservative news agency. They did a positive article about a trans family and they had administered puberty blocking hormones to this child. Uh, the child will probably be sterile all their, all their life, never, have one of the greatest experiences of humanity, and that is reproducing, right? There's a reason they want this to go. There's a reason they're pushing the, the same-sex agenda. There's a reason they're, they're pushing the sterilization. It's built in population control. Mm-hmm. That's right. They want to, to pare back humanity. There's a force out there that I think their number, ultimate number, that was on the Georgia Guidestone down there was like half a billion, right? Yep, 500 million. Um, so that means we got to, I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but that means we got to eliminate about 7.5 billion people, which uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't intend to be eliminated. And I don't intend my offspring to be castrated or to be made sterile. So now we even see you got the, you got the craziness with the puberty blockers. These people should be prosecuted. Yes. They should be prosecuted. And uh, they should do time for this. And the physicians that have ignored all of the research. These people are more depressed. They have more physical ailments. Their bone density will never be the same for children. There's cognitive problems. There's emotional problems. They have a higher suicide rate than anyone else. The people that look the other way for these type medical studies and did this to our children should be held accountable. And uh, it's just, it's so wicked and so obvious and blatant. I just can't believe we live in America where that just happens. Uh, I heard, I was at a, a political event this weekend. I heard Kelly Paul, which is uh, Dr. Rand Paul's wife, who is, she tore it up as a speaker. And her tagline were the Democrats went from a chicken in every pot to a drag queen in every classroom. And when they've done that, I mean, I don't think a lot of America is smoking what they're selling. Right. Nope. They're playing to a very radical group of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the whole thing about it. I've even talked to people, you know, that were in the gay community that didn't even, you know, they were like, yeah, this has gone too far. So to your point, I mean, it's not like, you know, there's this very small group of people. The problem is we've been this silent majority, you know, for so long and we can't ever be that silent majority again. So what is some of the things that you encourage your congregation to do, people that you talk to? How do they push back? Because I know just like I get you, you probably get this question. What can I do? You know, people are always asking, what can I do? What are some of the things that you recommend? Well, number one, I mean, we always start with prayer, right? Yeah. We believe yeah. if my people are called by my name, humble selves and pray, turn from the wicked ways, he'll hear from heaven, he'll heal our land. And we can't pray. And I think we're in an hour where we need to pray and fast, rend the garments, yeah repent, turn to the ways of God without a shadow of a doubt. After that, the church cannot remain politically inactive. All right, just because the system is corrupt, just because you don't trust it, just because you think it's evil, doesn't mean you can abdicate it, right? When the church steps out, there's a leadership vacuum that shows up. Same is true in a local congregation. Uh, You know, I've been pastoring churches since I was in my 20s and uh, training pastors around the world. And if a pastor won't be a strong leader to his people, somebody else will, right? If the true voice of the shepherd doesn't show up, a false voice will. And the church stepped back from being politically active. And what happened? The false voice took over the stage. 
So we got to get involved. Um, listen, you can get guys in, in smaller offices, community offices, uh, school boards, right? Uh, locally, so easy. It would shock you. If you get a strategy and get four or five churches together in smaller communities, you can win a lot of these elections. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe we got to get back to think about the prophets. Who, who, who gets David on the course to be the next king of Israel? The prophet walks in, thus saith the Lord. You'll be the king of Israel. Now, I've had times in our church I prophesied, you're going in the political realm, right? This congregation is going to see you elected. And everybody look at him. He's going to be elected in the next cycle. He's in office. And we need to get back to doing that. Yes. So powerful to get involved. Yeah. I think we got to go to a break. Pastor Dave, you want to take us out? Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Call now and get Todd Coconato's brand new five-part audio CD teaching set, Exposing Satan's Playbook, Win Every Battle, and his special bonus card. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9821. Did you know that in sports, if a football team has the opposing team's playbook, they would be able to win every game. It is now possible to obtain possession of Satan's playbook. Satan's been doing the same thing since day one in the Garden of Eden, so he runs the same plays, but we need to know his playbook. You will receive Todd Coconato's anointed five-part audio CD teaching set, exposing Satan's playbook, win every battle, Through Todd's brand new exclusive five-part audio CD teaching set, you will understand that there are times we as believers still fall for Satan's lies, deceptions, plans, plots, and schemes. Discover how Satan uses fear, doubt, lust, envy, jealousy, worry, and many other forms of sin to attempt to take us down. Learn how to overcome financial issues, sickness, marriage issues, prodigal children, oppression, depression, and so much more. Discover 10 ways you can safeguard your home from the attacks of the enemy. Learn how to avoid the enemy's assignments and walk in complete victory. Todd includes anointed and powerful prayers, encouragement, and words of knowledge throughout this series. You will also receive Todd Coconato's special bonus card, Exposing Satan's Playbook. Wherever you go, you can take this card with you. It exposes several of the enemy's different strategies and Todd's divine list of the strategies from heaven to walk in victory over demonic strongholds. It's your time to reverse the table and use Satan's strategy against him. Don't miss out on getting Todd Coconato's anointed five-part audio CD teaching set, exposing Satan's playbook, win every battle, and his special bonus card. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. You can't get this anywhere else. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9821. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9821 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. And welcome back to Lions and Generals. I've had a couple conversations in private with uh, Pastor Gibson talking about what if the church stood up and remember our conversation we had, uh, it's probably about six, eight months ago, we said, wouldn't it be neat if more pastors became the sheriffs of their county, what we could do to this this, this country? No, a hundred percent. People don't understand the power of the office of the sheriff, right? The sheriff's the highest authority or law in yep. your county that exists. He can turn around the feds. He can turn around any three-letter agent, uh, turn around the, the, the regular police in his jurisdiction, and uh, having constitutionally minded sheriffs. I I saw a program back in the day, it was called the Constitutional Sheriff. And uh, there's a guy named Sheriff Mack that used to teach that. Uh, I've interviewed him in the past when we had these lockdowns and he was gonna help us, you know, teach sheriffs that it doesn't matter what your governor does if he breaches, you know, uh, his constitutional rights, that sheriff can say, we're not enforcing that in this county. And thank God for the old school sheriff. That's right. Now, some, some of my uh, concern, I've seen it in law enforcement, obviously the military, we're try- they're trying to root out a lot of the older school thinking, yep. right? constitutionally committed leaders and, and as LEOs and uh, replace them with a young liberal yes man. 
Uh, We've watched that turnover a lot in the state of Texas, which is alarming. Uh, It's happened not as heavily. I don't feel like in Kentucky, but, but, but it's happening heavily here. We, those sheriffs, we need to get them in our church. We need to get them born again. Uh, We need to go talk to them and find out if this happens, then what will be your response as a sheriff? That's right. Right. If this, then what, what, what's your play And, and find out where these guys are. That's an elected official. And they care more about we the people than, you know, anybody else out there because they have to. They have to. That, that's so true. I mean, look at Los Angeles County. They had a sheriff there that wasn't willing to go along with uh, socialist communists in the area. And he's he's been like their only saving grace out there, really. I mean, otherwise, I mean, I know churches that were just going through it during the pandemic. I mean, you know, literally they were coming to shut off their power. You know, rest. My friend was having a Wednesday night service. They had a bunch of cops outside the service for holding service, you know, but thank God the sheriff was a, was an ally to many of these pastors out there. So you're right, Pastor Brian, and local politics, getting involved at the local level, running for these offices. I mean, we've seen it out here in Tennessee, you know, I came from California, but I'm in a, I'm the buckle of the Bible belt out here in Tennessee. And I was shocked at the infiltration of the communists. You know, it's like the same thing they did in California years ago. They're trying to do here. Are you noticing that Texas, Kentucky, is that what the plan is? That, that's the plan. Now, uh, East Nashville, you might as well be in Boulder or Austin now, right? That's right, man. I mean, it's, I was raised two hours from Nashville, and I identify with the culture of that city a lot. And it is just, it has been hijacked. And uh, it's hijacked by uh, little, you know, wannabe country stars and funny uh, fake cowboy hats. I was walking through the through the airport in uh, in in Nashville, and I'm like, are, is there a sale on fedora hats? Or, I mean, no cowboy in their right mind would ever put on one of these hats. No country western guy would respect them. I laugh out loud when I see them. I was raising the stockyards, so we've we've lost Nashville. Uh, I'll tell you, a lot of Texas. Texas is not bulletproof, right? Don't mess with Texas. Well, they're messing with Texas. Yep. And and that border is so porous. They're bringing people in. I'll tell you, we better become watchdogs on these polls there because the infiltration's big. And with the opening of that border, people aren't talking about it. it's not reported. It is. I mean, Eagle Pass, they're talking about that everywhere. It's showing the massive caravans coming through. But I'll tell you, the danger, I've been around the world. I know when cultures are getting more dangerous. Uh, yeah. Pastor Dave, you'd have more experience than this because I've never been a military man. I've just done missions around the world, right? You, you know when there's a threat level around and things are changing. And a lot of Texas is becoming northern Mexico, uh, where I will say Mexico is cartel bought and paid for, right? Uh, I I love love, uh, the churches I pastor out here. A lot of them are half Hispanic. So love the Hispanic culture, love the Hispanic people. The governance of Mexico is a bust. That's why people are running here. The cartel and the drug money is, is so wild. And that money is now influencing such a large portion of Texas that it's scary. And just at the gas stations and whatnot, you'll see coyotes with with, uh, loads full of people. They're packing out in the daylight without even hiding. I was pumping gas the other day. I mean, I know what's going on. I'm not stupid. And uh, I'm looking at a guy. A guy gets out, and he sees that I'm looking. And he's looking at me like, what are you going to do about it? I mean, they're getting brazen and bold. So Texas is, is in trouble. Kentucky did just flip and go red. There's now more. Uh, Republican voters in the state of Kentucky than Democrats. It's the first time in years and years, which is which is awesome. So Kentucky goes. Uh, I was at Fancy Farm this weekend, and a lot of people don't know what Fancy Farm is, but it's a 150 years something like that uh, political tradition in the state of Kentucky, where a Catholic church puts on a barbecue. They invite all of the candidates, both Democrat and Republican, right? And uh, they show up. You flip a coin. The Democrats are on one side, the Republicans only are on the other, and, and either the Republican candidate gets to talk first, depending on the coin flip. They got five minutes. They go over. You, you cut them off with a banjo song and cut their <laughs> mic, right? And I'll tell you, the people jeer and scream at each other's candidates, and, and now the Democrats won't hardly come down there because that state is becoming a stronghold for Republicans. It was refreshing to watch parties and different ideologies come together. It was all in good fun. Right, you're screaming and booing each other, but then guys are kind of shaking hands on the way out. I miss that America yep. where we could disagree and yep. not try to beat up somebody with a bike lock in the parking lot like, like Antifa. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we got some real problems with Texas. We got some real problems with Tennessee. 
but some other states are going the other direction. I think we got, you look at it just in the natural, barring anything supernatural, right? Supernatural is always on the table. But let, let's look at it. I, I think there'll be a red wave in the midterm so big that they won't be able to steal it. It'll be too obvious. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but I don't think they'll be able, I think they'll overplay their hand if they steal those midterms, right? Uh, the presidential, obviously it's, it's every scope on Trump, right? You want to you wanna cook him legally where they think he can't run again. Uh, I think they'll try to steal that presidential I hope and pray we're back in the White House. Can I get an amen? So, mm-hmm. Somebody with our concept. Is our, I mean, we need it big time. So I think we got the two years, then maybe those four years. That's six years. Think about all these kids that have been indoctrinated in these schools for these years. Stepping into their voting years. The boomers dying off. Now, a lot of times people get to a certain age, start paying taxes, building businesses, and their, their uh, political ideology flips. But it's going to be hard to outdo this school training. I mean, I know we've all thought about that. Yep. But, but it, it, we need action now in the school systems. We just need it now. If we're going to keep these states the way they're supposed to be. 100%. The school, the kids, the battle, that is where it's at. It's a battle for our kids, their minds, the next generation, this confusion, this deception, the lies from the pit of hell. And pastors have to start calling it what it is. It's demonic. You said it, Pastor Gibson, demonic. It's demonic. Call a spade a spade. You know, I mean, this whole thing of the feminization of men and, you know, misgendering everybody and all this nonsense. I mean, this is a lie from the pit of hell. This is what they did in the quote unquote minority communities years ago. And now they've mainstreamed this to the entirety of our culture, you know, where they tried to split up the family unit. You know, they tried to split up and they they what they did was they incentivized it. They made it where, you know, if you have a child out of wedlock, they're going to incentivize it. You know, and and so that's what the entitlement culture. And now this is expanded to everywhere. And it's a total indoctrination. It's in the movies. It's on the, you know, every every bit. Of, and kids, I mean, I have a young daughter. I have to monitor 24-7 what she's looking at, you know, because, I mean, just in, in a moment. I don't know if you've seen this, Pastor Gibson. You know, in a moment, she'll be watching something completely innocent. And an ad will come on with a guy dressed like a girl. I mean, this is you know, you got to be there the whole time. So you're spot on. How do we get back to defending the kids? You mentioned homeschool. What other things can we do to take back the kids and this next generation? Well, as a pastor, I I talked about this Sunday. Uh, We got to set the culture of our house. If we don't set the culture, a kingdom culture in our house, right? There are rules that are just, these are Christian values. We're going to church on Sunday morning. We pray before we eat. We sit at the table together. You know, uh, uh, breaking bread with your family and your children at night and your wife, the, the family that eats, the people say the family that prays together stays together. I believe that. But the family that eats together, right? Think about Jesus and John reclining with Jesus at the table, right? It's yeah. communion and fellowship. Your kids are so much less likely to be on drugs, so much less likely pregnant out of wedlock, so much less likely to get into a same, uh, same-sex relationship attraction. Uh, it's just those old-school values. It worked. Right. It worked. And and that creates a strong family unit. Just like you were saying, Pastor Todd, um, this is demonic. They're going after that family structure. And why would they go after that family structure? Well, the book of beginnings, law first mentioned relationship. God has first man has relationship with God. Right. Then God's looking down. It's not good for man to be alone. If you would have seen my house and the way I kept my life before I married Jesse, it wasn't good for me to be alone. I don't think I would be here, <laughs> right? If it, if it weren't for her, she was a preacher way before I ever broke the, the bread of life for people. So you, you take out the relationship with God. God's not real. You destroy that. Next thing you go after is you go after the, the family unit that, that he's put together, right? Cause men will fight and die for their seed and their wives. You don't go messing with a man's wife, right? Correct a man, don't correct his wife. He'll hate you forever. Yeah. And uh, I've seen that in ministry again and again. I don't go around correcting other men's wives. It's just not, it is not a wise play, nope. you know? <laughs> so, so you go after the relationship, then you go after the family, and uh, you go after the seed, the children, right? Kill the seed, it can't grow. It's what kings always did in ancient times. You took over, took the throne from somebody else. What are you going to do? You're going to kill all their children because you don't want them growing up and killing you. And that, that's what they're after right now, killing our families, killing our kids. And I may not even be talking about literal killing, although they have been doing that. 
right, <laughs> around the world yeah. with opposing ideologies, something called domicide, but, um, and here with, with medical things that, that are destroying their life, might as well be killing them. Um, we just got to be wise to this because it's a demonic strategy. And we got we to gotta, we gotta turn this thing around. Um, we need revival to do it, but we need systems where we bring young people. Uh, young people need a Christian community. All right. So, so the people that, that the studies show that the people that really stick with uh, a Christian perspective, church, right? A, a lot, their father typically is an involved Christian. Yeah. Right. Number two, the family does ministry together. Right. Never pit ministry. People are like, you know, ministry is a, is a, a weapon against my family. We got burnout in ministry. It's hard on the family. Listen, life is hard. It's not that ministry that's so hard. It's just life. And I think if you do ministry together and don't pit one against the family, right? We, we do outreach together. We, we serve in kids ministry together. We, we're greeters together. Those kids come up and they learn. Next thing, uh, the kids that stay in the church, the studies show that they have one other mentor other than their mom and dad that's a very significant Christian influence in their life. Be it a coach, a teacher, Sunday school teacher, small group leader, that other voice. I mean, we've all had people like that that were powerful. They weren't family, but they were, they were powerful in our faith development. I think those, those things work. People don't want to do them because they are hard work, right? It, it's, it, it requires something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pastor Dave? Yeah, I just saw a stat that, you, that Pastor Brian was just spot on. 94%, if, if the father is a, a Christian and he's leading his family, the conversion rate for the rest of his family is 94%. Wow. Or it drops out to like 26% if it's just the mom that's praying. Other thing, too, is Satan. We gotta, can't forget, you said it was demonic. It is. It's of Satan. Satan knows the Bible, and he knows this Joel 2 movement is going to come through the youth. So that's why he's targeting the youth, because we are going to get a revival, and it's going to be through the kids. Amen. Your sons and your daughters, right? Just like you say, Pastor Dave, they shall prophesy. And uh, you don't have a move of God without young people. You just don't. You ever walked into some environment where everybody was gray-headed, and there's no young people? Right? That's not a move of God. That's that's the foyer of a mortal berry, right? Yep. And I love every age group and every generation, but I'm just not willing to go without the kids. We got we got to have the kids. And uh, I'm a parent. My oldest is 16. I got a I got a uh, 12 year old uh, and and a 10 year old. And you look at what they're going to be faced with right now. We better start making our kids lions and generals. Now now is the time because they're they're fighting in a different environment than we were. Even my youngest is fighting in such a different environment than my oldest, right? And the difference is only six years between those two. Yeah. Like, like even, even my, my daughter in a Christian school, some of the students that are in the school, the teachers are trying to hold and, and teach the right things and good people, but the kids are influenced, just like you guys said, by YouTube, right? By the Disney, or I won't say their names, by, uh, by uh, uh, different, different, I won't say that. I retract that. But by different uh, media corporations, right? Um, they're influenced by them all. I won't call them by name. And so their, their mindset's getting warped. And you got kids in Christian schools that are saying, man, I don't know if I'm, I'm a boy or a girl. I don't know if I like boys or girls. Your kids are hearing that and coming home and saying, hey, so-and-so said this. So now you got children that are dealing with issues they wouldn't deal with for years and years. That's right. And it's just... Um, I'll tell you, we, we, we got to have that movement, Pastor Dave. You're absolutely right. That's where the Joel 2 outpouring comes from. Yeah. You know, there's two spies that came back, and they, they didn't think the giants were too big. There's a lot of people that want to just, you know, cave, capitulate, just sit back and wait to be raptured out of here. But the Lord says, occupy until he comes. He says he's with us even until the end of the age. We want to be that Joshua generation. We want to be those two that say, you know what? Our God is bigger and we're not going to back down. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Uh, Pastor, you've been attacked many times. You've had people come after you, threaten you. Like you said, how do you go deeper? For those that are listening, they want to go deeper in their faith. They want to, they want to have an encounter with the living God. What are some things that you say? Because that's the only thing that's going to really get us through this, you know? Right, right. The, I'm all for being involved in politics, but come on, the politics are not going to save the planet. We all know that. 
It is Jesus is the savior of the world. So if you're going to make it through tough times and you're going to be strong, you got to have a faith that's rooted and grounded in the person of Jesus. You hear people talk about, I got to find my destiny. I got to find my identity. I got to find out who I am. I don't teach people that at all. I teach them, you find out who Jesus is, yes. right? Let's study the person of Jesus. Let's follow the good rabbi. And then when I, when I study him, his reflection starts to bounce off of me, just like the sun and the moon. The moon has no light up. It's just, it's reflecting the sun. So you get close enough to Jesus, you'll figure out who you are. And so I think we're selling people lies all the time about you got to express yourself as an individual, right? I'm watching some cooking show in Portland the other day. I don't know why I was watching it. I just, I was, I was spaced out from a trip and the kids are in the room and I'm like, I got to find something all the kids can watch and I can watch because I like mob movies and Westerns and it's not appropriate viewing with my 10 year old. So, so I put on this cooking show and uh, it's in Portland, and this person's talking about their food. Why well, to find a way to express who I am? There's something about individuality. Yes, you are an individual. Yes, you are special. Yes, you are made in the image of God. But there are 8 billion other people on the planet that are individuals and special and made in the image of God. So, so we are individuals, but we're part of a collective called the body of Christ. You find your place by looking at him. Get in the body, grab a hold of the gospel plow, don't look back. Don't let anything knock you off that plow, right? It's just like grabbing hold of the horns of the altar. You can't let go. You got to get a pit bull type, type uh, I don't know, grab on the things of God. Yeah. I don't know if you ever tried to pry a pit bull off somebody, but it's a mess. Yeah. I'm talking a, a, a real mess. And Because uh, once they lock onto something, they don't let go. I hate to see people take a bite and then spit it out. You got to get locked on. You got to hold on. Come on, no matter what's coming at you, you hang on and you get through the tough times. God will shape the character of Christ in you. You'll go to another level. So get rooted in the word, man. Talk to God. Get into the church house. Have Christian friends, right? You need people around you to lift up that shield of faith. We cannot do this alone. That's right. Now, I'm thankful. I'm thankful, so thankful for the way we can connect on the internet, talk to people around the world. But, but this relationship by itself does not fill the needs of humanity. Right. This this won't. We got to have real person to person contact as well. I believe the local church does that. I believe prayer groups do that. I believe small groups do that. Uh, having somebody to connect with like there were just studies that they're 30 year long studies that came out on depression and antidepressants. And what, what what's it called? It's a uh, psychotropic drug or a, I think it's a SSRI. Yeah. OK. So the studies are showing, and, and, and there's a vast amount of people that have been prescribed these, right? Doctors were pitching it to me years ago. I would go in for like a sore throat. And they're like, are you feeling blue? I'm like, no, right? Happy as he is God is the Lord. Why do you ask? Right. And, and it was because he's getting a kickback from Big Pharma. So the studies just came out, these drugs... Now people got to come off of them, right? And I'm not, I'm not a medical expert. I'm not pretending to be. But the research shows that people are more depressed when they take it, more suicidal, yep. and more violent. Okay? So, so but, but they're showing the whole premise behind these drugs is that your body isn't producing enough serotonin. And this drug recycles the serotonin that's in your brain. Right? It'll shut down your serotonin production long term. They don't tell you that. Wow. But... Um, It'll, it'll hurt you there, but what really does conquer depression? Most of this is people don't have real connections with others. They don't have a community. They don't have a family. They don't have people around them. Do you know what organization answers all those needs unlike any other organization on the planet? It's the church, <laughs> right? Human connection. It's so big and having a real healthy relationship. It's just like the old studies with like mice and drugs, you give mice cocaine. I don't know who started giving. I'm like, keep those. Back in the 90s, I'd be like, keep those mice away from my cocaine. That is my, that is my cocaine. I don't want those mice using the coke. And, uh, but the studies show, like coke, heroin, you name it. How do people, how do these animals, they would turn away from it. They use it so long, then they'd stop if they had a community to go to. With no community, they self-destruct. That's right. Community is right. powerful. Don't get cut out of the herd that you're the one the lion drags down. That's right. What a, what a good answer there, man. And I hope that anybody listening today, you just take heed of what Pastor Gibson just said, because that's the key. Jesus is the key. He is the answer. He's the void filler. You know, we can talk about all the craziness in the world, but we're in the world. We're not of the world. Hallelujah. 
And so, uh, so thankful to have you on, Pastor Gibson. How can they find you? Where, where's your church website and all that good stuff? Yeah, you could go to hischurch.cc if you want to find us uh, week to week and check us out online, hischurch.cc. Uh, also, where we, we stand up and we fight for the First Amendment, uh, I was a part of an organization called PG, Peaceably Gathered, PG.today, PG.today. Uh, we stand up there and we, we've, we've had pastors around America, thousands of them, vow that they would never close the doors of their church again. So we resource those guys. There'll be a time more lockdowns are coming, mm-hmm. right? It was, it was effective for them. And uh, PG.today, we're going to fight to keep churches open. Amen. I think that's how we first met. Was through yes, the organization. Yeah. Yeah. What a blessing. We did. Yes, sir. Hey, it's been an honor to know you, Pastor Dave, and get to serve a little bit beside you too. It's it's and we we talked about that today. You know, we're not alone in this. You know, Jesus is the head, we're the body, but we need to get to put lions around us. It lifts our spirit. I see Pastor Todd, and I see you at, uh, at these events. I just get a smile on my face Same because here. we're in it together, and uh, it's priceless. That's right. Amen. That's right. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. Hey, it was an honor. Stay out of trouble, guys, and keep your gloves up. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. That ends Lions and Generals for this episode with Pastor Brian Gibson. Go in his shalom. God bless you. Hey friends, Pastor Todd here, and I have some exciting news. We have a promo code from MyPillow.com that Mike Lindell is allowing us to use here at the Todd Coconato Show, The Remnant. And it's very simple. It's Remnant. That's the the promo code. You have to do it in lowercase letters. So R-E-M-N-A-N-T, all lowercase. Use that as the promo code, and you will get 60 to 65% off of your order at mypillow.com and you'll help us fight for election integrity and push back against the deep state plan to take over our country so kind of important kind of important and a way to help us in our fight and uh, help mr lindell and to buy products from mypillow.com it's been banned by just about every major retail chain they took out his product and we're here to step up and be the remnant and fight back and help support this great company, this great cause, and help the remnant uh, here at the Todd Coconato Show. So once again, the promo code is R-E-M-N-A-N-T, all lowercase letters, or R-M-N-T in all capitals. And you can use either of those, and you'll get about uh, 65% off or so on your order. All right, friends, God bless you, and thank you for being part of the remnant.